Hey there, welcome to the Unlimited Podcast. My name's James Marriott, and thank you for joining us today as we delve once again into the business world of South Yorkshire. This month, we're talking corporate social responsibility. It's a little bit of a buzz phrase in the business world right now, but what does it mean? What does it really mean, and why does it matter? We'll be exploring that in today's episode. The Unlimited Podcast is recorded, edited and produced by WeAreSoundMedia.com and hosted on Captivate.fm, the easiest way to host your podcast. Now, let's explore CSR. Hi, I'm Chad Weston. I am the Chief Fund Officer for the Children's Hospital Charity in Sheffield. Now, today we are talking about corporate social responsibility. Yeah, big words. They are big no. words. First question, obviously, what the heck do they mean? <laughs> I think the world has changed a lot recently. So this has suddenly became, I think what you see lots now is buzzwords around CSR, corporate social responsibility, environmental needs, sustainability. It's all suddenly at the forefront, all at once, all of this major stuff. But basically what it means is, I think, is how do you do good with your organization? So as well as obviously looking after your employees and paying for their mortgages and all that kind of stuff, giving them wages, doing a product, providing a service. But actually, what do you do that is bigger than that? What is that? What is it that is outside of your immediate office walls? How do you do good? And are you doing it good? And I think we've hit a season where CSR is no longer an optional thing for businesses. I think it's now a mandatory thing. You need to be doing it. You need, certainly socially, you need to be doing it. And I suspect in time, it'll become a legal thing pretty quickly. Okay, that's interesting. So so in more practical terms, what are we talking about here? We're we talking about businesses making a regular donation to charities or is it giving employees the option to donate through their salary or is it things like getting involved in fundraising events? Yeah, but good question. Really good question. I think it's way more than that now. If we'd had this conversation, you know, two and a half years ago, pre-pandemic, pre-Ukraine, pre-the world changing massively, I would have said, yeah, those are the kind of like the things that you do. And then you've got nice tick boxes and you've got the CSR kind of thing nailed on and your, your policy is ticked off. But it feels to me like everything has changed over the, this last two and a half years. We've suddenly grown really big social consciences, which is good. You know, that this is one of the, the blessings, one of the really good things that's came out of a very tragic circumstance in the pandemic. Now it's far more. So brilliant if your company will make donations or, you know, if it's the children, sponsor a snowflake at Christmas or something like that. But it's way more. It's how do you engage your employees? How do you, how do you show your employees that you genuinely care about the community that they're part of or that your business is part of? So it's, it's not just give some money to charity a few times a year and, and tick that off. It's, it's no longer tick box. I think that's what I think it's more about. Does it run centrally through your organization? If, if you look at... You know, I, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn a lot. And so LinkedIn has a load of algorithms that notices what you look like, just like Google or Facebook. And then you start to get biased information coming your way. I'm really interested in how companies look after their employees and how companies look after their social interests outside. And, and what I notice in the really the world's biggest and most advanced companies, so Tesla and Amazon and Google and Facebook, all the ones that we love and hate at once, if you like, because they're so successful is how central the CSR now sits. It's it's just as important as what's their bottom line or their shareholding. It's 
And there are tens of thousands of jobs coming into this field as well. While before it was a nice to have bolt on, it's now, it, it, it's a central pillar of the business. I can't put it more than that. And, um, and it's interesting. I've got friends in various business schools around the world. So here I've got some in the States, so in Sheffield States. And now CSR policies, if you like, and modules are becoming central to all the MBAs that are being done in the leading business schools as well. So there's a very much a, a paradigm shift of just wanting to do something more than just make money from a business. The, the way you talk about it makes it sound a little bit like maybe previously this was something that businesses did because it was a good marketing tool it made them it made them look good so kind of looking like they they kind of cared about things to the shift being now about actually caring about things and 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 it being more than just something that's on the surface yeah i, I think so and i think i think the pandemic has, has accelerated it's it's been a catalyst really for something that was already there this isn't new stuff you know, if we jump back several hundred years ago and you look at the major industrialists of the country, so you know, the Cadbury's and, and Bourneville, if you know the story of Bourneville, and you look at lots of the manufacturing and food companies in particular, what they had was no policy in place, but what they had was an ethos to do good. They set up houses for their workers. They set up orphanages in their cities where there, there were no facilities for children who were on the street. They did amazing things. They set up soup kitchens, you know, way before they became fashionable and cool at Christmas time. They, they did just extraordinary things that changed the fabric of society. As we moved into that industrial age, they really did it. And then we seem to have lost it, particularly in the 60s, 70s and 80s, where perhaps the growth in the world economy, the growth in the national economy overtook and, and money became this really big, important thing. And don't, don't get me wrong, you know, we need to make money, we need to be able to pay our mortgages, we need to have you know, a good life and all those things. And we're very privileged in this country. But I think it overtook what's really important. And you know, as we've seen through the, this great change in all of our lives, you know, as we talk about the great resignations that are happening across the Western world, etc. People have suddenly thought, well, actually, what is important? What's really important to my, to my employees? Pre-pandemic, you'd hear about advanced companies that were putting in pool tables and free food and all the cool gizmos and stuff, 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 stuff all the time. And actually, I think people are realizing they just don't need quite as much stuff anymore. What they need is human interaction, you know, the fact that we can sit opposite each other and see each other rather than be doing it through a, a Zoom call or a Teams call or whatever is it's brilliant. It's wonderful. So we can have a pre-chat about things that we're interested in and really get to know someone a bit better. And I think that's the same thing for a company in its social context, its environmental context. I think that's I think it's so important. Well said, well said. So how how important is it for charities? What's the impact on on, on charities like yours? Well, we need to adapt because we are we're a fundraising organization and we are geared up to accept donations from the public and from businesses and we're very thankful for them that allows us to put you know amazing resources into Sheffield Children's and we need to keep doing that but we also need to understand how we can fit better into what a company's aspirations and aims are we talk lots in the corporate team which I'm part of we talk lots about partnership what we really want is deep partnerships and friendships with businesses. We want to understand what their aims and aspirations are, not just their financial growth aims, but also their uh, their staffing growth aims. They want to know how they want to impact their communities and how can we help that. And we're in, a, we're in probably quite a unique position in Sheffield because there are other amazing charities around and I'm, I'm not knocking any of them, but just because of the sheer amount of children that come through the hospital and the amount of uh, different villages and the different you know communities we impact because of that, we're able to go into all of these local businesses particularly and say, 
well, actually, our story is really relevant to you. It's, it's relevant to your customer base and it's relevant to your staffing base. What we need to know is how do we connect those kind of dots together to tell, to allow them to tell a really healthy story to their workforce and to their communities and to their, uh, ultimately, their, the buyers of their services or, or goods. And I, I think we can do that by them being in partnership with us and having a, a friendship. So what, what kind of difference has support from businesses made to Sheffield Children's? Oh, my goodness, it's been transformational. So um, I've had the privilege of being here for 10 and a half years, way longer than I expected. Wow. It, this, it gets into your blood. And, uh, and it's an amazing privilege to serve the hospital, you know, just a few hundred meters away from where we're sat now. I think the best thing for me was probably, or, or one of the most amazing things I've seen is when we did our first major capital project, which is a building project, and we built you know, a world-leading paediatric, a kid's wing with three amazing uh, wards in it. And that was funded so much from corporate donations. So so the NHS gives us effectively a mortgage against the services that we provide. And that gives us a big chunk of money, which is amazing, to allow us to do the building. But what the corporate and the community donations are donations just from, you know, generous people has allowed us to do is to put the icing on the cake and make that facility phenomenal. You know, we, we hear so often about other great institutions around the UK. And I was really struck. I went to the starting of a partnership between Samsung Globally and Great Ormond Street in London, you know, another great hospital, you know, one of our sister hospitals. And the head of Great Ormond Street uh, came up to me in that partnership. You know, uh, he's got all these big wigs in the room who've traveled from all over the world into this thing. And he came and chatted to me because I effectively was representing at that time Sheffield Children's. I was invited by Samsung, so I wasn't an official guest. And he said, I have been to your new wing and it's amazing. I want Great Ormond Street to have that kind of quality in it. And it made me think, wow, we're, we're on a level playing field with these kind of like household names. And we are. Sheffield Children's is this phenomenal hospital that we take for granted. And is, we think it's our local kids hospital, but actually it's a global player. And I think the way businesses can interact with us is to help to share that story internally to their audiences, but we can then share their stories to our audiences as well. I'm going to play devil's advocate slightly here. Ask it away. Let's say there's a, a CEO or a managing director who's listening to this who says, look, you know, we're, we're struggling with the aftermath of COVID, yeah. cost of living, wages, problems with recruitment, uh, and of course, bills going up as well. Um, you know, I, I care about a lot of things that are happening in the community, but it kind of feels like a luxury to be supporting charities right now. What would you say to that? Man, I totally get that person. Absolutely. What a strange time we're in. You know, like you say, all of those things rising, you know, particularly uh, the fear over energy rising. What we don't want to say is, right, give, give the children some money, but don't pay your bills and go into administration and put people out of jobs and they're going to lose their homes and the massive social repercussions. Of, that. of course not. It's not just about giving money. I think what I'd say is come and have a chat to us, see what could be done. You know, maybe you've got retail operations where we could fundraise through them. Maybe you've got manpower that we could use for something. Maybe we can just have a chat and help you to formulate a CSR plan for the future when we come out of this strange time that we're in. I'd, I'd love to have a conversation with that person. But, you know, look after your family first, I think is what I would say. If, if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's make sure we get to see our families. And, and in a work context, that's your employees and their, and their extended families through that. You know, that's what we should be doing. But I would also, you know, that, that would be my invitation, if you like. My challenge, though, would be, I think, having or not having a CSR policy and whether you actually act on it, 
is a really good indicator for what your company is really about. And I think we have, it's, I think it's going to be really hard for companies that are perhaps slightly older, more established, who are historical, have older workforces. I think they will find that the world is moving extremely quickly for them. And if they want to attract the best and the brightest, they need to have that that policy, not as a piece of paper, but as an ethos in their company straight away. And and it is we're all knowing it's how hard it is to you know recruit at the moment. We're, we're recruiting right at the moment. We're struggling to find you know good good candidates for a phenomenal charity to work for. So come and have a chat and let's see. I, I think you've already slightly answered this, but but my next question is. Uh, again, a scenario. There's 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 hmm. there's someone that's 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 leading a business that's listening to this that thinks, yeah, actually, do you know what? I don't have uh, a policy or a strategy for um, CSR, and and I really should have one. In your experience, what what should go in an effective CSR strategy or or policy, and what's the first step that should, someone should take when they go right? I, I need to sort this. I need to get on board with this. Okay, uh, I, I better put the, the the ground rule down that I'm not a CSR expert. You know, it's not my day job. <laughs> Emphasise in your experience. <laughs> in my experience, yes. Blimey, it depends on what type of company it is. So, if you're a company of three or four people, you're a micro business. You, you're absolutely in touch with all your staff already. You, you probably know everything about them pretty much because you're fighting to keep the business going and grow it. If you've got an established business of, I don't know, seventy, eighty or more employees, you've probably been around for a while. You've probably got a loyalish customer base or you know how to sell into a particular type of customer base. I say at that point, it's a consultation with your staff because we have moved past the whole world of top-down dictatorship, it, particularly with you know, Generation Ys um, and Zs and Millennials. Uh, we've got Caitlin in the room. So these youngsters, basically, yeah, the world has moved so so swiftly and information flows so quickly through social media that I think it's a really easy way to consult with your workforces and say, well, actually, what does this actually mean to us? You know, it's a luxury. I'd put everyone in a room and say, and bash it around and say, right, we're going to stop work, but we say, what does it mean to care for our community? What does it mean to care for each other? What does it mean to look after a staff member's family when they're sick? I, I, was re- I heard a story the other day, uh, I say the other day, it was probably about two months ago, and I was chatting to someone and they had bought their business off they they bought an element off the business of an of an older lady who had inherited it when her her um her husband had died and he'd gone and he said it right i bought a, a nice bunch of flowers to say thank you i gave her a really fair price but we did really well actually the pandemic hit so he, he bought it pre-pandemic the pandemic hit and we actually did way better than i thought we would so we made quite a bit of money and i had a, i was having a chat to him i said well what, what have you done for us since then and he said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, you, you bought some nice flowers at the beginning of the pandemic and stuff, and you send a, you know, a card and everything. He said, but you've profited really massively from her husband's uh, work and her customer base. And yes, you, you guys have worked it as well. But actually, have you gone back and said, this is what's happened? Tell us some stories. She probably doesn't want money because she's in her 90s. But have you gone back and said, well, actually, it's allowed us to recruit these two people? And he said, no, I haven't. But I, and I said, that's, your, that's part of your CSR story. That's part of your responsibility. Not that you should go back to every business you buy, but actually, are you telling good stories back down the chain to people? I think, I think I've gone off on a tangent there, so forgive me. But it, it really struck me how, and th- this was an older kind of business, if you like, 
but it really struck me. But that person has came back to me since and said they went and had a chat and explained what they'd done with the profits that came in. And she felt really touched that they'd done that kind of in memory of her husband. And I thought, that's another little element of how your caring for your community works. I think it's really important to um, to illustrate it with, with things like that. So that's really useful. I think we're about ready to uh, to wrap things up. It would be a miss if I didn't give you an opportunity on this um, podcast. If if there are businesses listening, thinking, "All right, we need to be doing more," give us a give us a pitch for for your charity. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Very kind. Um, hopefully, not just my charity, but an awful lot of people's. So, the Children's Hospital Charity. We support Sheffield Children's. You know, and our, the monies that we raise and are, are gifted through businesses, through individuals, through trusts and grants and events. They allow us to put the icing on the cake of what the NHS provides. And the NHS provides a lot into paediatric medicine, but we make a an extraordinary hospital absolutely world-class. We help to do that. So I would love businesses to get in touch and say, right, how can we help? What can we do? If you're already supporting a charity and you're really tied into another one in the city, amazing. Stick with it. Don't drop them. Don't harm them in any way. Anyway. But if you have an extra capacity or you think, do you know what? I've always wanted one of those stars, those snowflakes on the, Chris, the children's hospital at Christmas. Or I'd love to take part in a football game or I'd love to do a fun run or do some kind of event or throw myself out of an aeroplane because I'm crazy. Or uh, we've got a team going to, Inc- to do the Inca Trail this year. And, you know, do one of those kind of bucket list things or do a tough mudder with your team. Get in touch. We'd love to support you and see if we could work together. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. It's been brilliant to chat. Uh, you're very welcome. Honestly, an honour to be on this. Thank you so much for allowing me to share, I guess, just a little bit about the charity as well. No problem at all.